Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, I'll be digging deep into the raunchy Twilight fanfic turned erotic romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Although I'm not sure romance is the best word to use. Join me every Monday and Friday for chapter by chapter analysis of the book that Salman Rushdie said made Twilight look like war and peace. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links and contact information. I have a feeling that it's going to get awkward, but let's get through this together. Happy reading! This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissoring. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. So... We watched a movie today that was like pretty much, I was actually, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out what to make of it. Like I like, like it was okay, but I'm still trying, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the movie. What what does your brain need to be wrapped around? There were... (sighs) The movie we watched, by the way, was a Lifetime movie called Beware of the Midwife. Now, it was an all-black cast except for, like, one person or, like, oh, wait, actually, no, I take it back. Except for the doctor and the lawyer. It was all-black leads except for the doctor, the lawyer, and the police. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the police. That's offensive. And and the police were kind of questionable, too. Oh, yeah, they were shitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the police never look good in these movies. They're 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 not competent. It's it's not yeah. a good. It, they, they don't make a good case for the police in these movies. They really don't. I, and then there was a part of me that was like, "Hey," there was a part of me that was like, "Hey, that's kind of racial profiling." Because I've never seen I've never seen them treat a, a protagonist like that. What I, I will say that when the police got involved in this movie, they they. They jumped to a pretty gigantic conclusion in in right. a very very yeah. short period of time. Because and because my thought and I I won't give it away yet. My thought was to do what that person did, you've got to be pretty cunning. And so you've got to just kind of think that your criminal is smart. Yes. And no one dusted for prints. No. No, no. There was. I saw no. I saw with the criminal with the, what the criminal did. I saw no gloves. Yeah. I saw like. And, and, and if if we're to assume what the cops assumed in that moment in the movie, you're assuming that your criminal is an absolute imbecile. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and where did he? Where did he put the stolen item to? What did he? Yeah, what, what, yeah, well, yeah, well, that that's another part of the crime. But the the thing that they immediately yeah. popped this person for was 
it was a pretty stunning display of stupidity had he actually done what we accused of. Right. That was a, I was like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But before we get into it, do we have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. I don't know what's going on with Black China's publicist because there just there hasn't been any recent stuff. But I did come across this article in uh, this is Grazia, Grazia magazine. This is an article written by Jessica Bailey, and I, I guess this is something we have to talk about. Black China was behind the breakup between Kylie Jenner and Tyga. Now, I don't, I don't know when this is dated. That's old. old, yeah. Oh, oh no. So maybe we should read this. I don't know. There's, there's just no new Black China news. Maybe that well, is the news. I have a Jack Hay update. All right, <laughs> let's let's go with that. And now, the Jack Hay report. Here's Les Kirkendall Barrett. So, I have the pleasure of seeing Jack Hay on my TV screen five days a week because Jack Hay is now one of the main characters on Days of Our Lives. And she's doing, she's like, she's doing a bang-up job. So, what's happening to Jack Hay on Days of Our Lives right now is her daughter, Chanel, came to town. And so, Jack Hay's character, Paulina Price, is like totally rich. But... In order to punish Chanel, she cut Chanel off. And so Chanel went and got like this really cute guy, this really cute rich guy drunk, and then married him. Hmm. And Chanel got, got the rich guy drunk and married him, or she got the rich guy drunk and the rich guy married the daughter? Oh, the rich guy married the daughter. Okay. She'd only been in town for two days. Wait, she got the guy drunk. So the guy stayed drunk long enough to actually. <laughs> well, okay. So this is what happened. Go so through a marriage. Was, okay, so he was jilted at the altar because right. the woman that he was going to marry actually got kidnapped and was sent to a desert island. And Kristen Demera, the villain, had a mask on and looked exactly like his ex or his. And so she jilted him at the altar. Oh. So he was upset. So then he's just like, oh, you know, somebody else is here to get married. Is this like when you go to a restaurant and you want to order a certain menu item and they don't have it? So you're like, I guess I'll order this other sandwich. It'll do. Right. Right. But the, but the, point, really is, married. the point is about Jack Hay, though. The thing that's funny <laughs> is you can tell that she's improving her lines because in every scene, like, like when she's in scenes with other people, the other person like breaks and starts to laugh and catches themselves. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, so she, she's getting away with that. Uh, well, I, I, that's surprising to me that, that the the director isn't like, look, Jack A, we, we know that you're a big name and you're doing our soap, but it's costing a lo- us a lot of money every time we have to cut because you're making our other actors break. But here's the deal, though. Her, if it's improv, they're really good because it actually makes sense. So I think that they're giving her carte blanche to like, 
as long as it's as long as it's within the realm oh, yeah, of I, what's going I, on. I don't think Jack right. A is is going full on, you know, uh, improv games and you know <laughs> suddenly right. you know just trying to justify up, up, like saying yeah exactly like oh we're on a spaceship guys <laughs> right. right. <laughs> So, yeah, she, yeah. Starts a, she starts a show. Can I have a suggestion of a relationship between two people? Um, now, what's and, the location we're at? A location that could fit on the stage. And every line of this scene is going to start with the next letter of the alphabet. Oh, remember right. doing those? Oh, I hated that game. That's kind Ugh. of a pain in the ass. That, you guys get that, the X. What I had, I had, what I have a teacher that, oh, I can't remember this now. Oh, it was like X. Oh, I forget this. I think I, I cheated and tried to. Oh, X. It was like X. I tried to say except or something like that. She goes, no. <laughs> I feel like everyone would always Especially. somehow try and justify the word xylophone. Yeah, xylophone, X-ray. Yes. Right. And how about the one where you had to count all the, uh, like every line. Oh, the words. It was like, yeah, yeah. Every, it's, yeah, it was like your line would always have to be like six words and then someone else had four words but had one word. Well, that was kind of fun. I was like, how is this going to get me a three-picture deal? <laughs> no, it hasn't. But <laughs> I'm not sure. It did something. Well, let's talk about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Beware of the midwife. Now, I do, I got the feeling that we're not going to have a Beware cinematic universe. Yeah, it didn't seem like... I mean, I guess we could, but it it would just be other professions that you're both, you know. And as a matter of fact, from. I th- I this is how many this is how long we've been watching these movies. My thought was, well, you know, someone from the wrong universe could take this movie and fix it up. This could have been the wrong midwife. Yeah, right. for and sure. Maybe they already had a wrong midwife. The doctor could have been Meredith, our friend Meredith. Mm-hmm. Could have been the doctor. Yeah. And um and, and uh like Vivica would make a part for herself. Vivica, actually, Vivica, Vivica could have been the midwife. She could have been the Yeah, she could have been the midwife oh, actually yeah, in this yeah. one. This, but Vivica doesn't the, play the bad guy, does she? Oh Did no, I mean, Vivica never plays the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, so Vivica could have oh, been the doctor that. as well. Uh-huh. Did I read that Vivica had, had uh, COVID at some point? Did he? Oh, I, don't I know. think so. Let, let me confirm that. Yes, I, 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 I hope spread, not. I was spreading rumors. Or she did. Hopefully, uh, it was a mild because, case. No, I think she's okay. Yeah. Because well, no, she had to be okay at one point yeah, because yeah. Meredith said that they shot their movie like during COVID. Yeah. Oh no, no, she had a false. I read. Yeah, I read somewhere that she did, and then now this says she tests. She had a false positive. Okay, and this was happened. back in October 2020. She had a false po- – we should have reported this a long time ago. Um, so how about that? And then she tests – yeah, September it says she tests positive. October it said it was a false positive. She tests negative. Vivica, not messing around. That, that happened a lot, like, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That happened a, a whole lot. And then, I, yeah. and then I knew people who tested negative, but they couldn't taste or smell. Yeah. I, so. I tested positive mm-hmm. and had seemingly the most mild case ever, but I did lose my sense of smell and uh, a bit of my sense of taste. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what's weird is I, I, the tests I don't think were 100% reliable. And I knew more than one person who tested negative, but they had the symptoms. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't know. Yeah, that that person's got to be positive then. Uh, yeah, well, if yeah. you can't taste or smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something's off there. <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant they were negative, but they just but they had s- symptoms. That's that's not right. No, I don't think. No. Anywho, okay. Anyway, so, so go. what what city was this? You know, I thought it was New York first because that because that bridge looked like uh, New York Bridge. I, I was think it's conf- Chicago. I no this okay. So I was confused because it looked like New York from the opening shot, and right. then. The hospital was called St. Paul, so I was like, oh, like maybe it's in the Minneapolis area. But I kept looking at the plates on the cars. I'm like, those are Pennsylvania plates. So I think yeah. it may have been Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Those were not those were not Minnesota. They were plates. definitely but Pennsylvania we, plates. Hmm. But don't we see the Sears tower at some point? Or was I seeing things? You see the whole city at some point. And that's when I was like, wait, this is not New York. That and it was on the water. It was on, the, it was water. on the water. Like, that's why I think maybe Pittsburgh, if it was Pennsylvania. Because Philadelphia, I don't think there's like a bridge going no, to Philadelphia, I recall. Yeah. No, it was not Philly. Yeah. Uh, well, well, anyway, whatever city. So we see whatever city. It's somewhere. Or maybe <laughs> maybe the uh, the editor that put in the establishing shots just uh, had no idea what Pennsylvania looked like. So like, let's just I use guess. this stock shot. Right. And they're not even in a city. Like the main scenes aren't even in a city. I guess it's like the, like the suburbs. suburbs. Yeah. So what was going on in the city? I guess I, I guess the hospital is in the city. So we see like a dark room with a crib, and then we see a woman at a makeup table, but we don't see her. Like her back is to us, but you can tell that she's putting on a disguise. Yeah, wigs and glasses. Now, would she's- that be considered a cold open? It. Yeah, but it was a very, very short week cold open. Yeah, How about that. So, so yeah, so I was kind of like, huh. And you know how you know how I get now. If they don't follow the tropes, I'm like, uh oh, here we go. Yeah, they, they, I don't think it is. A, I don't. I don't think it is a cold open. Uh, I'm going to argue against that. I, I only say it's a cold open because I think, by definition, anything that's before the opening credits is a cold open. Okay. Okay. Because right. yeah, we see her putting the wig on and then cut to credits. Right. And then I wrote here, though, I, I wrote, uh-oh, but then I wrote, there's going to be, this means there's going to be trickery in this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought she was getting ready to do a Fringe Festival show. Right. <laughs> her, her wig and her outfit. And, yeah. Gla- did she have glasses? <laughs> she did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She- put on fake glasses, yeah. So... So then um, we're at a hospital and she's mm-hmm. walking through the, and she's walking to the hospital. And it's so funny because people, I love that people thought that she was like an older woman. And so they're being very respectful to her. Well, it was a gray wig. <laughs> they're all like, people are like, hello, hello. Oh. Like, <laughs> hello, they're madam. Being, they're being very polite to her. <laughs> and the elderly are the Fake elderly are respected in this movie. Yeah. Right. So, so then we see a couple. They're talking to a doctor, Sarah and Kevin. Yep. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't realize her name was Sarah until like halfway through the movie. It did take a li- – it wasn't that far into the movie for me, but it did take a minute till they actually said their first names. In this scene, they called her Miss McHale, but we never got Sarah and Kevin's names until a little bit later on. Right. So – then we find out that um, they're having a girl, mm-hmm. and so 
it's like a young, attractive couple. Um, we find out as well that she had, a, she had, uh, it was hard for her. She had a hard time getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. It was, it was difficult for her to get pregnant. And then she says, I have decided that I don't want to have a hospital birth. I want to have a home birth. Yeah. And it's very dramatic music. I I respected that in in principle, like you know, hey, you know, this is very hard time for me to get pregnant, and I'm not so sure about having the baby here. But it seemed unbelievably ridiculous that she was waiting till this far along in her pregnancy to have this conversation with her doctor, right. because she was, like eight, eight was about pregnant, right? 25 months pregnant. Right, she's 25 months pregnant. <laughs> she just she was big. I mean, she was like ready to pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it, it, because it seemed like she was like it was the visit that was gonna say, okay, just checking, get ready, be prepared. We're we're at the home stretch. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so the doctor, the doctor was like, "Are you kidding? A home birth? Late in the game for that." She's like, uh, "You need to give birth at. You need to. You need to to have your baby at a hospital." And um, and she even said something along the lines of like, look, I strongly suggest you do this with our team's care because this has been a difficult pregnancy and, you know, stuff can go wrong. It wasn't right. even like a, hey, my business is hurting because you're not going to do it here. It's like I'm concerned for you because you need extra care beyond most childbirths. Right. So so meanwhile, our friend in disguise Goes to the maternity ward and just picks up a baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe Sarah is justified in not wanting to spend a lot more time in that hospital. Apparently, the well, security. No, she says, she does says. say. Yeah. It was her cousin or something had a difficult pregnancy or had an issue with her, her having the baby there, too. And I'm like, well, if that were an issue, why are you even at this hospital to begin with? Right. But I also I, thought it was funny, no. like, as much as Lifetime loves himself a gigantic hidden camera, why were there no cameras in the neonatal wing? None. None. No. Like, even if not for security's sake, wouldn't you want a way of keeping an eye on the babies if there's no, uh, if there's no nurse in that room at the time? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's not going to that hospital. So, right. so, um... Oh, so 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 she picks up a baby and like walks out. But then we cut back to um, Sarah, and Sarah was like, "Well, um, my cousin died while she was giving birth in the no, hospital." Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, she said her cousin died <laughs> during right. childbirth. It's a little soundbite. At that oh, hospital. Yeah, I'll play it again. Oh, there it is. Okay, good. Exactly. All right, so when when did this cousin die, though? Because I'm thinking, well, why was she there in the first place if her cousin died there? So so I wondered, and I didn't Google, but I wondered if the writers of this movie were black. And save your letters because I'm a black person talking about this. Mm -hmm. But the reason I wonder is because they were throwing out statistics yeah. of black women who right. – who um, die in pregnancy. And so, and this, and they threw out statistics a few times in this mm -hmm. movie. So that's why I wondered. Yeah, I, I, it wouldn't surprise mm -hmm. me because they, they definitely made a point of pointing out that um, 
that uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, deaths among black mothers is much higher. Fatality yeah. rate. Fatality rate. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yes. So, so then the woman, so the woman is like walking out with the baby and then all of a sudden the alarm goes off and code it was a, pink. I like that. Code, code pink. Code pink. Code pink. <laughs> would be a great girl group name, wouldn't it? Right. Like if I were putting together like the next Spice Girls, I'm naming that group Code Pink. And well, a if a baby if a baby girl is stolen, it's a Code Pink. If a baby boy is stolen, it's a cold, it's a Code Blue. What if it's a trans baby? Right. Um, I don't know. Purple. Maybe. Oh, I'm yeah, not sure. I don't know. I don't work there. So, so it was funny. So the woman, so I like, so the, the woman was like giving her reasons of why she didn't want to have her baby at this hospital and the doctor's trying to talk her out of it, but then they're like, code pink, code pink, a baby's been kidnapped. And the woman, and the woman's like, see, <laughs> I mean, seriously, if, if I'm Sarah in that moment, I'm going to be like, I made the right decision. Like, of course she's going to think that, yeah, this is not the place to have the baby. And if I'm the doctor, I'm like, well, I can't really argue with that line in this moment it's a yeah you, she's like she's like it got me there she looked at her she looked at she looked at the doctor like nope yeah not happening that, that's like if you're <laughs> you know looking at a house in in uh you know a neighborhood and you've heard that it's a bad neighborhood and you're uneasy about like can i should i buy here and then you're like gunshots you know you're gonna look at your realtor and you'll be like yeah I'm, I'm out of here yeah so then the woman kidnapping the baby goes and i was mad at her for this she goes to the stairwell and she's like realizing that, uh oh, I'm gonna get caught. I just leave the baby in the stairwell on the stairs. That was think, yeah. That was wildly stupid logic in in the creation of this movie as well because like there while there weren't cameras in that neonatal wing, there are cameras in the hospital. So those cameras are going to pick you up going into the stairwell with a baby, and then they're going to at some point catch you leaving the hospital, whether or not you have that baby or not, you're, you're still on camera leaving that hospital. Right. And she was on camera cause they showed, they showed her on yeah. camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, very strange. so, th so then, um, we see, uh, Sarah and she's looking on the internet for like midwife websites. Mm. So, so then, She's she's um at this house and she's interviewing she's interviewing the midwife and there's classical music and um, wait before she does that though she's at home with Kevin and Kevin is like trying to downplay what just happened at the hospital like he still wants her to have the baby in the, in a hospital which is understandable yeah and, but he is like downplaying what happened at that particular hospital and a baby was just stolen. And then I realized we've seen Kevin before. Yeah, he's cute too. Yeah, he looked familiar. Kevin was in the movie. Remember the movie where the girl stood on the carousel and went back in time on yes. Hallmark? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was the yeah. guy in that. Oh, yeah. I liked him. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Was that a Hallmark movie? Or yeah. It was Hallmark, yeah. The Hallmark, yeah. Yeah, because it was about the carousel and she went back five years when she stood on the carousel. Yeah, With T.M. Mallory or Tamara Mallory? It was one of the Mallories. It was one of the Mallories. Mallory. Mallory? So, 
So, um, you know, so in this midwife place, there's like classical music going on mm-hmm. and it was relaxing. But then I wrote here when the midwife, when the midwife walked out, I wrote, you can tell this midwife is a problem. Oh yeah. I recognize oh, right away that it nice. was the wig lady. Yeah. Wig lady. Yeah. It was wig lady. She's- the wig lady is because she's too nice. You could tell like, she's one of those people who's like really nasty, but when she has to be nice, she's nice. Right. Oh yeah. And then her, her, um, <laughs> well, Dr. Blonde calls the husband and right. says, uh, your wife's not here. I've been sitting in my office. Uh, I went to medical school. I don't need to deal with this. And we're still going to charge your wife. And he said, look, I don't know where she is. Yeah. Well, she doesn't say it like that. Right. I also thought it was wild that... It, okay, I get that Sarah didn't want Kevin to come to the midwife because she didn't want to tell him about it yet, but wouldn't Kevin have thought it was a, a, a weird thing that he wasn't going with her to the doctor for one of her final appointments? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Kevin's just exactly. on his treadmill, sweating, and wearing a shirt. It was rude. <laughs> oh, and the midwife has this has this beaten down looking assistant. And we find out that the assistant is her daughter. Oh, she looked it's like cruel. just a beat up puppy dog. I felt so bad for her. Yeah, she yeah. kind of was. She was yeah. beat down by her mom. Her name was Anne. Anne. I, I yeah. never heard her name. Yeah, yeah. I just said it once and I missed it. Anne. And they had such a weird dynamic. Like, the tension between them in that first scene is like, oh, this is creepy. Yeah. No, no, Anne, I, I would move out if I, if I was Anne. Yep. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so, um, so I guess the, the midwife could clock people because she was like, I could tell you had a hard time getting pregnant. Well, I had a hard pregnancy and had a miscarriage, too. And that's what made me decide to become a midwife. So, so then, and then she threw out another statistic about pregnant black women. So then, um, oh, and, uh, well, I were here. The midwife is creepy, mm-hmm. very yeah. creepy. Well, she glares at Anne, but she just, she has a, look in her eyes yeah Anne had walked in the room to let her know that she had a phone call or somebody else was there or so, something like that and uh rose the midwife was not happy that she was interrupted and she shoots no. Anne this look of death yeah <laughs> i was like uh-oh Anne is not long for this world yeah her <laughs> dark so then we see we see Sarah walking with something that has turned into one of my favorite lifetime tropes, the sassy sister slash friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was walking with her sister Danny. Danny was very sassy, very sassy, and um, sa- uh, Danny was kind of like she's telling Danny and Danny's kind of like, okay, but you could tell that she was like, not into the idea of a home birth. No. Then we cut back to, um, we cut back to Rose. Oh, the midwife's name is Rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we cut back to Rose and she is yelling at poor Anne and telling Anne that you're trying to sabotage me. Yeah. She interrupted her. 
This is right. Yeah, it's, this is where I'd say I, I move out. Because how old is his daughter? She's like in her 20s. Yeah, yeah. she's got to be in her 20s. Get out of that house. Stop with that abuse. And, and then she yells, and then she yells at Anne and says that she's useless because she can't get pregnant. And so Anne um, runs. Well, she like talked she back did. and then she ran. Yeah. <laughs> And what locked herself in a room. She talked oh, back yeah. to Rose and then immediately regretted it because Rose started chasing her through the house. And yeah, then she, she, slams, really, yeah, yeah, she yeah. slams the door. And so, like, Rose on the outside of the door and immediately starts apologizing. It's like a, you know, dysfunctional, uh, you know, couple's relationship where, like, you know, there's the abuser. And then the, the minute the abuser realizes, oh, I just, like, stepped over that line too far, they immediately backpedal. It reminded me of that movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? The Ike and Tina yeah. movie. So Rose right. is Ike he Turner. Would, he would do, because yeah, he would like do stuff or like hit her and then be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, 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 and like, that's what she did. And yeah, Anne was like, oh, I forgive you. And then she hugs her. Yeah. yeah. And, and Anne didn't like, she just, I forget what she said. It was like some really very innocuous thing. And it set this woman off. She was after Anne. Yeah. Well, after so after uh, Rose apologized and Anne like opened the door, they're like you know they're making up and like they're hugging and Anne says to Rose, "I love you." And Rose didn't say, "I love you too." Rose just goes, "Right." Mm. And then Rose goes into then, then Rose right. She knows how to play it. And, yeah. and then Rose goes into her room and Rose had like a closet full of costumes. She had hospital hospital stuff. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so the next scene, um, Sarah gets busted by Kevin because Kevin's like, how was your appointment? You didn't go. And then um, then Sarah says something that basically ends an argument that no man could ever argue with a woman about this. She was like, because he, he was like, I, I don't. I would rather you have um, your baby in the hospital. And she looks at him and says, well, I'm the one giving her. And, you know, she has a point, like, as a guy, you really, that means argument's over because you can't, <laughs> what are you going to say? Right. <laughs> like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything right now. Say that. Right. It's like, it's like what are you, what are you going to say? Nothing. Uh, like, right. It's like argument's over. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to say it, but there's that home, home birth. And I saw that, that movie, that. Uh, pieces of a woman I mean, that was a scary thing to watch with the the, the home the home births i'm 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 really turned off i don't want to be in a room with home birth is going on i mean i always hear about women wanting to have like a water birth at home mm. but, but no. you don't hear about many people wanting to have like a uh, i've or i've never heard of many people wanting to get uh, just a basic yeah. home birth. It's like all of the women I've heard about is like, I want a water birth or I want, you know, an elaborate birth. Oh and then I, elaborate then I birth? yeah, well, what, what, what do you mean no, by elaborate? Elaborate? What, what would make it elaborate birth? Like the baby comes out and you've got showgirls like singing hey, and dancing. You know? No, but I thought it's elaborate. Like you give birth to a uh, David 
Bowie from yeah. Labyrinth or yeah, something. Yeah, David. No, and Labyrinth. And Kurt, you got to remember, well, we live in California. Right. <laughs> well, I'm reluctant we, to say anything because I, I, I don't know much about the home births, except they look scary. Right. And painful. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, sure they are. I'm, I'm not saying, yeah. There's no drugs. Oh, no. All right. Switch their own. So, so I'll back um, off. So, did the midwife? Did she was she was lurking and watching? Did she have a black she hoodie? She, she did. did. That was the first thing I looked for because we we cut to outside of their house. Rose is out there lurking, and she's got the black hoodie in broad daylight again. Like they they the it, the the black hoodie doesn't hide you in broad daylight. Just as wearing a camouflage jacket doesn't hide you if you're not in the woods. This was during the day? Because I know a lot of times she was out at night doing this. Oh, she was out at night as well, but I think this particular scene was daytime. I think so. During the day, okay. Yeah. I guess instead of bringing a change of clothes, she should have worn like fatigues, you know. Yeah. So, with the trees. So then we cut back to Kevin and Sarah, and Kevin is no dummy. Because Kara, because Kevin's like, hey, Sarah, I've got a surprise for you. And bought he bought and built a brand new crib. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, um, oh, so then Rose comes over at well, their house. She's about, uh, Sarah's about to kiss Kevin to thank him for the crib. And it's cock blocked by the doorbell. Right. It's, it's. it's yeah, he's always left hanging. Like, yeah. At one point, the, the sister just walks by him, doesn't get a hug. Kevin doesn't get any respect. Yeah. So, so, uh, and it's the midwife, it's Rose, the mm-hmm. midwife, and Anne. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, because Rose walks in and immediately opens the refrigerator and starts judging the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so then I used to Anne, do that. I was always kind of curious what people had. In their you would just open somebody's refrigerator. Yeah, because I was just interested in seeing what they had. To be fair, in this moment, Rose did ask permission before she did it. She said, "Do you mind if I look in there?" And she, she, but then she went right to it. And. I would imagine that's part of the midwife's job, although, you know, maybe not because this midwife wasn't really a midwife. Uh, but, yeah, it makes no, sense. It makes sense for that character's profession, alleged profession, to possibly do that. Yeah. So, so and this is the next thing I had a question on because then Anne goes to, uh, turns to, um, Sarah and it's like you're gonna be eating a lot of kale. <laughs> and the name is Mikhail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's like, she's like, you're gonna be eating a lot of kale, Kale's and maybe. you got to get this type of kale because you're gonna be drinking kale smoothies. And she really stressed it. Yeah, she did yeah. make a big deal out of the kale, and I'm like, I get broadly eating healthier, but I've never specifically heard kale as being a a pregnant woman's superfood. Right. No. And then I was wondering, then for a minute I wondered, are pregnant women not supposed to eat kale? Uh oh. Jeez, I didn't do the research on I this. Don't Maybe we'll look it up right now. Think yeah, look so. at that, Kurt. I Is don't think so. Certain... Pregnant women kale. 
Oh, it, but no, it, I was just kind of wondering. I, I, didn't, wondering th- I didn't think that was a bad yeah. thing because I, I feel like both uh, Rose and Anne had at least some knowledge of what it takes to properly deliver a baby. And see, and and cause, yeah, because it was just like I because because I and I've been watching enough of these movies like when they make a big deal about something, it means something. And she was making such a big deal about the kale. Yeah. It probably uh, it, it is good for you. Yeah, it is. It probably uh, yeah, so figured into one earlier version of a script where maybe something okay. you know there was some sort of reaction to it or something. Or uh, parents. Okay, go ahead. Or is it the, or parents.com. Okay, what is parents.com? Uh, parents.com says, why, why kale is so good for you during pregnancy. Okay. This dark leafy green is loaded with key nutrients for pregnancy. There's a whole article about it. Okay. Yep. And I mm-hmm. and the only reason why I thought the kale might be questionable is sometimes there are different things for whatever reason that pregnant women are encouraged not to eat. Yeah. Not to eat a lot. Yeah, I I don't think it's Rose would have done anything that would deliberately uh, hurt this baby because Rose wanted the baby, uh-huh. right? Yeah, like you know, like women aren't supposed to eat sushi. Pregnant women, pregnant women aren't supposed to eat sushi, for example. And you know, so anyway, so then we see Rose spot the keys. That made they made such a big deal out of that moment when it didn't need to right. be. Right, right. Like she looked at those keys and they like just panned on her looking at those keys. Yeah, it was like one of those uh, hooks in the wall where you've got like the house keys and the car keys and all yeah. that. Just the you know in the kitchen. And it says to the point keys. where you just, right, and so the point you and then you th- then then I thought, oh well, she's gonna steal the keys later because mm-hmm. they're making I guess a big so. deal. Can't let those go to waste. But the the way keys. she what, said keys, I, she didn't know. I only thought it was like I was like, oh, th- that makes sense. She'll steal keys later. But I was like, why are they making such a big deal out of her staring at? It? Like she she lost her concentration. She was staring at it so hard. Right. So so then um, the you know Rose is is giving them directions like you know you need to get a bunch of cheap. Oh, she's like, you better get cheap linen mm. and towels. Yeah. And then Kevin asked a very good question. Mm-hmm. What if there's an emergency? Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes, I watch Grey's Anatomy. Weird stuff happens all the time. What, you know, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then she shames him and says, I've been doing this since you've been in diapers. So basically she's telling him, shut up. And so then, um, and, and Kevin, Kevin just let it roll okay. off of him too. Like she, she shut him down, and I'm like that. That is not an inappropriate question to ask this no. person, especially when you're interviewing her for the job. It's right. it's a perfectly fair question, which you should have a perfectly rational, calm answer to. But instead, she got defensive, and Kevin's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Instead of right. just saying, "Like, you know what? We could get a midwife, just not this one." Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Because you think they'd have a backup plan for for these these kind of things. If there's an emergency, you have to you know call an ambulance or whatever. And I believe they do. I believe that is a normal uh, protocol for a midwife of like, okay, we're doing this at home, but something may happen. And a lot of times, and I'm not saying this about everyone, 
But a lot of times there does end up being some kind of mishap or some kind of emergency situation where they do end up having to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, oh, so then Kevin was said that he was trying to find pink lady beets. Because they told her to eat pink lady beets. I don't know what that is. Good type of beet. So, Okay. So so then Sarah goes to see Dr. Devereaux, mm. the doctor. Dr. Blonde. And and so um she's like, Listen, Doc, I've decided to have a home birth. And the doctor was just like, I really don't think this is a good idea. She called you know? it irresponsible and then immediately like oh, yeah. saw that she she used too not too big of a word, but too broad of a word to yes to say like, hey, mm-hmm. that's a bad idea. Yeah, it Even got thrown he, back in her face. Right. So I, don't, doctor, I don't want to be irresponsible. Yeah. You know, the doctor was not wrong. She was not wrong. But, yeah, mm-hmm. she, I, she shouldn't have used that word. No. I bet the Sarah had to pay the copay for that visit, too, to hear that she was irresponsible. Yeah. $50 right. copay for that. Yeah, why did she go in? Why didn't she just call? Ah, uh, there's right? the phone. No, that happens all the time. So if, if she didn't hit her deductible, then she's paying fifty dollars to hear that she's irresponsible. Or text her. No, uh, yeah, I would. I would. I would have ghosted her. Maybe you would have texted her. Well, like if, if, if think this. of it this way: if you're canceling an a, essentially you're canceling a series of appointments at that point. Why do you need to create like? Make an appointment to go in in person to cancel more appointments. Wouldn't you just call and say, like, hey, I'm not coming in anymore. Thanks. You don't email her. The way you could eat, you could email her. You I could email, email my doctor. I, uh, all right. It's like a network thing. I can email the network and the doctor gets the email. Well, okay, yeah. Like, I could call a hotline. I, I call a number and the number and the message can. Would, Get to the doctor. I can't call. I don't have right. the, the doctor's like personal phone number. Right, but you know, but there yeah. are ways. You know, there are ways right. without having to go in. Yeah. So, so then Sarah's in the parking lot, and she feels like she's being watched, and she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so then she's doing yoga. Rose calls her, but then Rose is like ends up watching the house again. Rose watches this house a lot. She's at the trees, and you know these are unbuilt hours for her. So I don't know what the point is for mm-hmm. her just lurking yeah. on that side. Uh, my uh, my theory is she's camping because she's just she hanging has, out in the woods. She has an amazing what, house though. She has a gigantic for a, a fake midwife. And I'm ruining a plot point there, but yeah, we, we find out later that she's not actually a midwife. But for a fake midwife, she has a, a gorgeous and huge house. Huge, like a Victorian-looking house. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So later we see Rose and she's Facebook stalking uh, Sarah, which I thought was very current. So So, so then... The next day, they're doing, like, Lamaze. Sarah and Rose are doing, like, Lamaze in the living room. <clears throat> and Kevin walks up, and she kind of, like, <clears throat> shut, like, get away. <laughs> like, get away from us. 
Yeah, and then like Kevin leaves, and she's yeah. trying to plant the seed with Sarah. That you know, it doesn't seem like Kevin's fully on board with this. He's not very right. supportive, is he? Because right. he often interrupts. And, and then she's like, "Be careful." Um, but then I mean, Kevin's a nice guy. Like Kevin was cooking for her. Yeah, Kevin yeah. wasn't uh, interrupting in a, an annoying way. He's like checking in, like, "Hey, my wife, who's having my baby, need anything?" Yeah, he right. He he, he lives there. I mean, it's, he has every right to come into the room. He he's <laughs> probably paying the midwife. <laughs> well, so another thing I noticed about this movie, there was a lot of throwing up in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Sarah Sarah starts getting sick, and then she goes into labor. So I was wondering, did the nurse stick something in the kale smoothie just to kind of move things along? Well, yeah, yeah we saw Tara, Sarah take a pill right before that, so it's possible that, like, whatever what that pill was was something... Maybe the kale was bad. Of, Who knows? Because I've heard of a, a woman's water breaking before, the, you know, which means the baby's coming. But I've never heard of a woman, like, getting sick and, like, throwing up in the toilet and then going into labor. Yeah. Any women out there, let us know. We, we're three guys, so we don't know. Um... So, so then they call Ro- uh, Kevin calls Rose. Well, R- Rose is—I mean, uh, Sarah's throwing up, and she's like stumbling out of the bathroom, and she's telling Kevin something's wrong. And then she asks for Rose. I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, you're—you know that something's up, and this isn't necessarily about the giving birth to the baby. Why are you calling your midwife? Call an actual doctor. Right. Call an ambulance. Yeah. Right. So. So then uh, Rose and Anne come over, and they're both in their medical outfits. Mm-hmm. And so she starts giving birth, and then Anne is like, uh-oh, something's wrong. And it ends up being like – she ends up bleeding too much. Yeah. Well, they also kick uh, Kevin out of the room. Yeah. They told him to yeah, go get some cold, wa- cold washcloths, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's very rude to Kevin. Yeah. And so then the next, so then um, something is going on with her heart because Rose is like, I got to stabilize her heart rate. Kevin calls Dr. Devereaux and I'm like, you idiot. Shouldn't you be calling the ambulance instead of the doctor? Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, and then she, Sarah like passes out. Yeah. And then she wakes up and, you know, she's, she's like in pain and the baby's coming and then the baby pops out and this baby is huge. This baby looked like it was six months old. Oh my God. And it probably, I mean, it probably was, I think by law that um, if you're using a baby on set, it has to be six months old, but this baby looked huge. It looked, it looked like it was about 14 years old. I, and with cute and with cooing and like yeah. Well, the baby was played by Emmanuel Lewis, actually, which I was which I, I was happy he was doing some work. Um, He's grown. But then. I don't think that's a law. 
Yeah, he's growing bigger. Uh, he, had, he had to grow bigger for this role. Yeah. Um, that's terrible. But uh, I don't think that's – I never heard that as a law, that a baby – No, I, I, don't, I don't think you're allowed to use a baby on movie set unless, unless they're at least six months old. I am nearly oh, certain yeah, that's true. Because hmm. this baby was huge. I was like, no wonder she passed out. This baby was, like, huge. A yeah. huge baby. I mean, like, baby had a full head of hair. Yes. Well, that happens, though. New, sometimes <laughs> No, newborn... but I'm talking, like, this baby, like, you know, that, that baby had hair long enough to braid. Like, it was long. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was, like, curly. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was... Baby. a cute baby, though. Baby, baby came out looking like Christopher Reeve from Kid and Play with the hair. Yeah. <laughs> Except a, bigger. It was a cute baby. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, oh, so then her sister comes over, Danny, and um, you know, of course, you know, her sister wants to see the baby, and like Rose yells at her, and Danny's like, um, "Excuse me." <laughs> this is a sterile environment. Like Danny looked like she was going to fight her. And, but they didn't um, need to because the baby could fight for himself. Right. The baby's That's big right. enough to fight for himself. Yeah. Baby's like Mike Tyson. <laughs> so, so then... Um, Who would win in a fight? The baby or Bam Bam from the Flintstones? Oh, man. Well, okay. Bam Bam has a weapon. Does he have to put his weapon down? His yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, okay. just like baby to baby, pure, pure uh, size and strength. Who wins? Uh, this baby. It's a baby. It's a girl, though. So, like, girl power. Well, for, forget the uh, girl. Boy, though. I mean, she's still a very, very large child. I think Mary, because her name is Mary. Mary, Mary. would Mary. win. Yeah. yeah. Mary would probably win that one. And I'm loving, I'm loving the names in this movie. It's all, like, generic names. Sarah, Mary... Kevin, Kevin, Rose, Anne, yeah, Anne. <laughs> yeah, they get creative. Danny, Danielle, Danny. Oh, so, so Danny like <laughs> is like giving the nurse added like she's like I am not putting up with this from you, and so then Rose is like okay Anne let's go, and then Danny is like okay this woman is weird something's up with her and then we get a baby montage yeah Aww. and i was like oh baby montage it was like a huggies commercial it really was it was adorable and then the baby attempted to breastfeed with the dad oh because remember that's like you're looking for a nipple oh i missed that scene I missed that moment. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Because the dad was laying on the bed and the baby was on top of him. Oh, okay. And, that, was, that was an improvised line. And he's like, you're looking for, he's like, yeah, you're looking for a nipple. But it was hmm. like, oh, it was cute. Because it was a cute baby. It was a cute baby. So then Rose comes over to, like, check in. They're feeding the baby. Like, they, they're trying to feed the baby a bottle. And so Rose comes over mm-hmm. and Formula. Rose gets pissed that they're feeding the baby formula and she yells at her and she's like no you're only supposed to have breast milk only and that was like you know that's when sarah started to kind of you could see that she's starting to think oh she's kind of out of hand yeah 
In that and particular instance, I actually sided with Rose a little bit. Only because Rose, as the midwife, had apparently told them, like, you only feed this baby breast milk, no formula. And they were going on what the doctor had told them, like, if the baby doesn't want breast milk, it's okay to give them formula. It's like, well, why did you hire a midwife if you're not going to listen to the midwife? Well, here's the deal, though. This is something that I do now. Because I've ha- I had a friend who dealt with this. Sometimes women aren't able to produce breast milk or they're not able to produce a lot of oh, breast I, milk. Oh, I know that, but that and wasn't so the what baby... they said in the movie. They said that the baby wasn't wasn't taking to the breast milk and the doctor mm. had said it's okay to feed the baby formula. And I know someone who had like an experience like that too, that the baby, because basically if the baby's not taking to the breast milk, the baby's not eating. And so you get, you got, the baby's got to eat. Yeah. So right. that's where the formula comes in. You know, you can't, you know, I mean that, you can't wait the baby out. I would have just fed <laughs> that baby a steak. That, that, right. <laughs> that, that baby could have a gigantic like quarter pound steak sure, right, right now. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So, no, you, that baby was so big. That baby didn't even need it pureed. That baby yeah. would have like steak and potatoes and oh yeah, horseradish. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, I'm, I'm starting to think having a baby is a lot of work. <laughs> Just now realizing that. <laughs> Here come the letters now. So, so, so then after Rose yells at them, then Rose <laughs> is like, "I'm going to be over every day." And then they were kind of like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so, so, okay, so women in Lifetime movies, if someone offers you tea, this is probably like the 10th movie with poison tea. Don't take tea from people. <laughs> it's never good. Don't take the tea. Because she gave, um, she gave, Rose gave Sarah a cup of tea and the next scene, Sarah is throwing up again. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, so then, so then they're thinking, you know, maybe she has the flu or something, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And Rose is like, "Well, you know what? I'll take the baby to my house." That's a good idea. And I love, I love Danny's reaction because Danny was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> Like if if they could curse in these lifetime movies, Danny absolutely in that moment would have said, "Fuck no." Because that's how she looked at her. Yeah. Danny is the audience surrogate, as yeah. they say. And then like then Dan- Kevin. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin is really diplomatic. He's there, like, oh, okay, no, she didn't mean anything by. You know. Yeah, I, I think well, Kevin's I mean, afraid of Rose there. at this point too. He's the middleman, right? And the thing is, you know, he he's probably used to dealing with his wife, you know, and dealing with her through her pregnancy. And so he's probably learned to just say whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, and poor- not, not fight and just Kevin's whatever got, you want. Kevin's got a lot of ladies to deal with. Yeah. You know, he's got the yeah. wife, he's got a daughter, he's got the midwife, he's got a sister. Yeah, and like, and, and, and he's afraid he's of them all. Sisters. You know, he's 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 afraid of uh, pissing mm-hmm. off his wife. Understandably, uh, you can't piss off the sister of the wife because then you piss off the wife. You definitely want to piss off Rose because she's scary, and you don't want to piss off right. the baby because oh. the baby is bigger than you. 
<laughs> right. Right. The baby could put you in a headlock. He's got a lot of women in his life, and um, they're all winning over Kevin. <laughs> so, so, um, so then after Danny was like, "What? Are you kidding?" <laughs> <laughs> what? Then, then um, Rose is like, once again, like, "I'm gonna go." Well, then and Danny sat on the bed. Remember? Too, I mean, that's a red. That's the biggest. Yeah. Oh, get an Uber. No, well, Danny sits on the bed, like when she's basically telling uh, Rose, "Like, fuck no, you're not doing, like, you know, you're not taking the baby. We're gonna, we're gonna stay here." And like Danny is like making herself comfortable. She sits on Kevin and Sarah's bed, right next to Rose's, like, I don't know, like a toiletry bag or bag of like medical supplies or whatever. And she gets close to it, and Rose is like, "No, don't touch that." Flips out. And she like she dives for it in slow motion, essentially, and yeah. grabs it. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I overreacted. No, like, she like, she like flipped out. And Danny, once again, is like, what the hell is going on with this bitch? And that's Kevin's like, let's call it a day. Let, let, let's, let's, let's call it a day. Enough of this. Uh, I would let her back in the house after all this. Oh. Uh, no. Well, the next day, she just walked in the house. Oh, yeah. She lets herself in. Okay. And and so she walks in the house and Sarah at this point is over <laughs> it and she's like, you know, Rose, we just want to be alone. You know, Kevin and the and Mary and I we just want to have, you know, a family day. We just want to be by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin says she's been yeah, they start talking about her. She's eavesdropping because she's still in the house. <laughs> he okay. says she's been hovering around like an ominous cloud. <laughs> Okay, people, people, when you're talking shit about someone at your house, just because you close the door doesn't mean that they can't hear you. When you're going to talk shit about someone who's in your house, whisper in the bedroom or go into your bathroom and turn on the water and whisper. But don't talk at full voice because the door is just a door. It's... It doesn't soundproof your bedroom. Yeah, make sure, or you can just make sure these people are out of your house if they're not supposed to be there in the first place, you know? Because they were talking mad shit and, like, at full voice, and Rose heard every word. <laughs> I, I think our podcast needs to release a a book. You know, like those books they sell in, like, Urban Outfitters? Like, it's not quite a coffee uh-huh. table book, but it's more like a novelty book. We, as a podcast, need to have a book called Less is Rules of Snooping, and that would be a rule of snooping. If you're yes. going to talk shit, yes. turn on the water and whisper. Right. Yes. Don't uh, turn on the water. You heard, you're that water on your house. You know you're being talked about. Well, if you're in Les's house and the water's, the water's running, you, you know you're being talked about. If the water's, if the water, water's <laughs> running in my house, your ears should be burning. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, and then, so this is another thing. I guess it, this did have to do with a rewrite because so they made a big deal out of the kale and Rose made a big deal out of the salve. Like, I'm going to give you the salve. Um, salve? Yeah. Like, it's for, like, scars or, like, you know, it's like it's like yeah. lotion. Oh, I, well, it was probably for stretch marks, but I didn't uh, I didn't even hear that line. I missed that line. Yeah, I missed the Rose, salve. 
Because Rose is like that. Because that was Rose's excuse for coming back in. It's like I have the salve for you. Okay. Yeah, that's that's probably for stretch marks. That's a uh, pretty common thing. Uh, women will use like um, coconut oil or different things to to help the marks go away. Right. So then, and then Rose is like, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow." But it wasn't tomorrow. It was tonight. Ooh. And Rose comes over. Well, she stole the keys. That's right. She stole the keys. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. comes over. She has a baby seat in her car. So you know she's up to no good. And then she goes into, she goes, she takes the key. She goes into the house. And this is where we meet the other star of this movie, Chloroform. Mm-hmm. And she uses a lot of... Chlor- this is, I think, the first time that chloroform was like prominently featured in this movie. It was like another character. Although is, is chloroform has- normally in a bottle, like a bottle with a dropper? I thought that was weird. Isn't it normally you just like pour it in the rag? Yeah, because you had a rag. Could, yeah, yeah. Could it have been an alternative to a chloroform? Is there something else that poppers does the same job? Right. Poppers. It was in a poppers bottle. It was, actually. Well, it was yeah, like a poppers bottle. Popples, poppers with an eyedropper. Is it the over the counter? Really, that's what it looked like. Is yeah. it the over over the counter kind of a chloroform? Is chloroform over the counter? Could I buy it? At a Didn't we look this up on Amazon or something once? Did we? I couldn't have done that. I think that would be no. I, I think I did it during the podcast and then immediately regretted yeah. it because I'm like, oh no, that's going to show up in my search. I did that? No, I did that. Yes, you did. Oh, you did that, yeah. One of you did it. One of you did it. I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> but yeah, the chloroform, I don't think we've ever seen chloroform used this elaborately before because it was a thing. You know what I'll do? Next time I'm in a drugstore, I'll ask if they have any chloroform. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's aisle three next to the bubble gum. Because <laughs> she takes the chloroform. It's right next to the blindfolds. Right, she she t- she takes the chloroform. She takes the droplet. She mm-hmm. puts it on her rag, and they're asleep because it's the middle of the night. They're asleep. So she's they're standing next to the bed, like it's it's like, like she's a ghost in paranormal activity, mm-hmm. and, and they're just, just sleeping away. Well, in their defense, it's you know, <laughs> babies, you know, newborn babies, like you're tired because you're pretty much up. At right. weird hours, feeding this baby. So when you're sleeping, you're out. Yeah, I I thought it it was a mix of like I find it believable that they'd be really tired, but I didn't find it believable that like as new parents, aren't you just constantly waking up out of like paranoia that something's going to happen to your baby? Right. Well, but they didn't hear the baby crying or anything. So maybe maybe they caught maybe she caught them on that like hour that they were yeah. sleeping. I think like you have a, like an hour on, an hour off. Well, Rose clearly knew their schedule by this point from all the hoodie lurking. She was very right. lucky. Now I wonder if she had an excuse prepared in case they woke up and looked over and saw her standing there. Well, no, because then she would just put the rag on their face. Yeah. Wow. Which is what she did anyway. I like that she had an excuse. Oh, because they, they were sleeping. Yeah. And we find out later that she had a gun, too. So, I mean, you know, she, she had right. many ways to control the situation. Oh, right. So, so, yeah, so she takes the chloroform rag and she puts it on their faces while they're sleeping. So, basically, they just go into a deeper sleep. Mm-hmm. 
That sounds kind of nice. And then she takes the baby, but the baby's already familiar with her, so the baby doesn't put up much of a fuss because the baby knows who she is. So, Mary. So, so then, um, oh, so then she takes the baby, and then this next part, she's running through the woods with this baby. <laughs> so stupid. Down a hill. I'm like, why are you running down a hill with this baby? And then there was a woman walking a dog, but she didn't get caught. Like, and so then, um, oh, so then, but before, before she left, she put the chloroform in the back seat of Kevin's car. And I wrote here, the chloroform got a close up. So we're not done with the chloroform yet because if it gets a close up, something's going to happen. But this is what I was referring to earlier of, uh, you know, Kevin is questioned about something that would be wildly, wildly stupid if he were the criminal. The the chloroform was put in his backseat, like, in plain view. It was, like, in the middle of the back backseat. It wasn't even like it was hidden under the front seat to try and, you know, frame him like, oh, he was stupid and he didn't get rid of it. It was, like, it was like right there in the open. And, yes. and so... And then, and then... And this is what I meant, too, about... So, um... She didn't have Rose didn't she wasn't wearing gloves. Nope. She touched a ton of stuff in this house. Mm -hmm. A ton of stuff. Yes. But all they needed to do was dust for print. Yeah, but wow. she had been in the house earlier. Exactly. That day, it would be justified that her fingerprints would be on a lot of things in that house. There are some things oh, which we'll get to later. Like, for instance, later, I'm not ruining anything, she'll put the keys back in the house. Uh, that right. those would have her fingerprints on it, and it would be questionable. Yeah, right. those keys were missing at this point too. So if anybody looked at the key rack, they would have known that. So, so then, so the next morning, um, they, uh, so the next morning, Sarah and Kevin wake up, and they're like, "Oh my God, we slept until eight thirty. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Thanks, baby. You didn't wake us up." And they're joking around, debating whether or not to have mimosas. Coffee, yeah, she misses coffee. Right. I and miss coffee. So then they discover that the baby's gone. And... By the and, way, it, it, know, the I, I'm actually disappointed in all of us that we talked about Jack Gay at the beginning of this podcast. Well, and the, what is the baby's name, Les? Mary. I, I just said it. I oh. said Mary. I said well, you Mary. you literally just said it, but but we hadn't commented on it until now. I, I'm disappointed. No, no. I didn't put a full commitment into it. Mary. <laughs> they should have named the baby Jack K instead. Next movie. So, so then, okay. So then they they cut to um they cut to Rose's house, and Anne discovers that. You know, her mother stole a baby. And then Anne is like, you can't do that. You can't steal someone's baby. And Rose just gave her a look, and Anne's like, okay, I'm out. Did you notice that the <laughs> baby was giving Anne a weird look? Even the baby was kind of staring Anne down like, hey, why don't you move out? Yeah, the baby was like, you're, you're insane. <laughs> the baby, look, that baby, baby had this figured out. That baby's going to need some more space real soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Actually, at this point, the baby was old enough to tell her to her face, you're insane. Actually, the baby <laughs> carried Rose into the house <laughs> on her shoulder. <laughs> so this is so then this is this is the part of the movie that I had a problem with. Because they call the police, the police come over to their house, and the police were very unsympathetic. Because they're like, okay, you know, our baby is gone. Baby napping is not an, a weird thing. It ha- it's been happening for centuries. It's a thing. And you, these, you these were people the that, that had a good amount of money. It's even comment on, on that they both do well professionally. So wouldn't you, as the police, be concerned that, hey, maybe somebody stole their baby because they're trying to uh, use it for ransom? Right. Well, right. that and that house was and, massive. Uh, th- yeah. That's what? That house was massive. All right, maybe. But it's a little unusual that somebody would sneak in to the parents' room and take the baby. I want to see how many times that's happened. You don't watch soap operas, do you? Well, it is no this, isn't, this, this can't be happening in real life. Maybe it is. I don't know. No, it happens in real life. There's been... People sure. like babies that have been kidnapped. Baby mapping. You're also treating this yeah, Lifetime no, movie like it's super realistic. Well, well no, but then, I'm wondering how people and babies. Then, well, no, and well, remember that girl that was kidnapped and like kept in a. That was so like, dumb. This is a real story. She was kidnapped, and this guy like kept her for years. Oh no. And he kidnapped her out of her bedroom. I thought you so talking no about Elizabeth happened. Smart. Wasn't that the uh, um, Elizabeth Smart was this girl that was that was kidnapped and she was constantly out and about. They bring her to parties. Well, she had like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, is that how I'm thinking of Elizabeth Smart? But it, yeah, but no, it was it was it was a real kid a story though that some guy came kidnapped this girl out of God. her bedroom. And then kept her for years. Was it so was having, it when she was like a teenager or as an actual baby? She was a little girl, but then she grew up. Like he had her for years. Yeah. I think the the younger the baby, the easier it is to convince that child that this is just the way it is. Yeah. So it's you know it's not it's not far fetched. Okay. For here's- someone to sneak into someone's house and and. Deal yeah. Elizabeth Smart was a little girl. She got kidnapped. Her she was held captive 18 miles from her home. If I remember correctly, she was the girl who her captives were a husband and wife, and they would take her out places, take her to parties and stuff like that. And this girl was like very publicly missing. And these people would be like, oh, "I look like Elizabeth Smart." Oh well, I guess not. It couldn't be. So anyway, it was a weird story. Yeah. But so the cops were just like the cops were like at first at first they were sympathetic and then they found the chloroform. So then their questions were weird too because their questions are like, "Have you two were you two drinking?" And they're like, "What? No." And then they were like, "Do you recognize this drug?" And then for a minute, I was wondering if it was heroin or something because the way that they were acting. Yeah. Like the the police, they they showed them like they put a little like, uh, like test strip in the bottle, and it immediately turned blue, and they just like nodded at each other like, 
uh, we've seen this before, but it was like it was chloroform. Like how many people are going? Like I realize in the in the lifetime universe, people are chloroforming all the time, but in the real world, is that a thing? I don't think it is. Because that's so. Because that's what I thought. I thought, well, was it heroin or something? And and so then they just walk in, and the reason I was like, oh, this is racial profiling, because they they just walked in and took. The guy, they're like, you, we're, we're taking you to the station. And then she's like, Sarah's like, what the hell is going on? And they wouldn't tell her. And they did not read him his Miranda rights. But yeah, he they, didn't they didn't arrest him. Yeah. So he didn't even so, have to oh, go okay. if he didn't want. I would have said, well, just, just question me here. Yeah. Right. Let me Let me speak to my lawyer. Right. Okay, that was another part that... I'll we get to the lawyer. That was a that was weird. I thought. Oh yeah, we'll get to so, that soon. So so meanwhile, back at Rose's house, Rose tells Anne, "Well, you know what, Anne, you need to start packing because we're going on a vacation." And then Anne's like, "I'm not going." And then Rose then Rose slaps her. <laughs> told her she's yeah, too she's stupid like, for medical school. Yeah, she's trying. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she says she's too stupid. She's she's Anne's trying to apply to medical school. And she says she's, Which yeah. she delivers babies. She's got experience. She says you're too stupid for medical school. But that must be that that, that would be such a wonderful vacation, the two of them. Right. But then <laughs> but then the thing is it's like what if Anne knew, if Anne knows how to deliver babies without any medical training, I think that she would be a good fit for medical school. She's got to do something. So, so then, so, so then the cops, so the cops are, you know, blaming Kevin. Now this part, I thought, okay, Rose, this is actually very smart because, uh, because Rose calls Sarah and Sarah is like, oh, my God, the baby got kidnapped. And Rose is like, no, I'll come over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but that was- fucking Sarah, like, ugh, I, I wanted to just climb through the screen and slap Sarah in this moment because, like, Sarah was already thinking, hey, Rose is super weird. This is uncomfortable. And you're inviting her over now to console you? Right, because wouldn't you, common sense, be like, Rose has been acting weird. She offered to take the baby home. The baby's missing. I have people in the, that have been in the house, like my sister, who has seen her act weird and watched her offer to take our baby home. She took her. Yeah. Yeah, nobody expects her. Right. So, so, oh, so then, but then this is where Rose is, Rose is smart, but Rose is dumb. She was smart and dumb at the same time. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because, you know, Sarah called her, baby's kidnapped, Rose is like, you're kidding, I'll be right over. But then when Sarah had her back turned, Rose returned the keys. And Sarah was like, wait a minute. The keys weren't there, and now the keys are back, and there's only two of us in the house. Yeah. And it wasn't me. Right. And she also brings up um, – what was it was the one she, she, she brought something up that wasn't uh, – Oh, she wasn't brought up the, the, the bottle, bottle being found in the car. 
Oh, right, right, right. Like, why would you bring that up? Why would you bring that up that if Sarah hadn't mentioned that? Right. And I love how Sarah played it off because Sarah was like, Sarah was like, I don't remember telling you that the bottle was in the car, but I guess I did, just to kind of get her off the set. <laughs> so then Sarah goes to see Dr. Devereux. Well, first, Sarah, Dr. after Bunch. Rose leaves, Sarah looks over. Oh, she, to get Rose out of the house, she looks over and sees, like, wait, the, the key thing looks a little different now. It looks different than it did like a minute ago, and she sees it. So she she basically figures out she needs to get Rose out of the house now. Yeah. Right. And hightails it to not the police station after she discovers this like weird damning information. She goes to the doctor that she told that she didn't want to work with. Oh, yeah, we did skip something. So Kevin's getting interrogated oh, yeah. by the cops. Yeah. And then the lawyer, like, flies in and like don't say another word yeah he he, it. he went to our park ranger school of acting that's not possible this trail's been closed for eight years it's extremely dangerous but he was very blah blah boom he was he was he was like i have my under five lines and i am going to make an impression oh seriously like th this guy grew up watching every like lawyer show on the planet and wanted to have his moment like his grandstanding moment and he took it don't say another word and so i thought well the lawyer's gonna be featured and we never saw no. No. i have a feeling there was a zoom party for his appearance in this movie oh like all his friends right. hosted by him right yes now do you think he was a friend of somebody no uh, i think, like a friend no, I think he auditioned for this i think he auditioned i think he was an actor who got we call it lucky so if this was supposed to be Pittsburgh and if they really did go on location, maybe it was a local actor who sometimes like oh. when they go on location, they'll hire a local. This guy is in the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh theater scene. Yeah. 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 I, so, that's funny. That's possible, but I don't think they shot this in Pittsburgh. Maybe. If there were tax credits or something, they may have. Because he was very like, oh, so like maybe, you know, this was his his big, you know, I'm I'm leaving community theater yeah. and I'm going to go to the big city. And this is he's my like, big break. He like goes and quits his, his day job. He's like, oh, I booked a lifetime movie. What do you say? Right. I don't know. I, I think he thought this was the only role he's going to guess. He's going to put he's going to put everything into this. Yeah, this is like he fifteen did. movies worth of work in this one this this one role. Well, dude, you're being talked about on a podcast, so we're talking about. It. <laughs> he, he we like it. It made an impact on us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was funny because he was never he was never seen again. So so then, <laughs> um, oh, so where am I? Oh, so Anne. Oh, so, she, so, so Sarah's talking to Dr. Devereaux, and Dr. Devereaux actually has common sense, unlike anyone else in this movie. And Dr. Devereaux is like, let me get the footage of the woman trying to kidnap the baby. See, I don't think that's common sense at all. 
And I'll tell you oh, why. Really? Well, it's common sense in that, like, oh, I know that there is this lady that stole a baby and she kind of looks like this woman whose photo you're showing me. But if I'm a doctor at that hospital that has just had a baby stolen that uh, this woman's cousin died at, would you want to embroil the hospital in potential litigation by being like, oh, wait, yeah, you might actually know the woman that stole that baby. Here, look, look, I've got the footage right here. Yeah, oh, why does the doctor have security footage anyway? <laughs> That's weird. It's like there's an email chain at the hospital. Hey, if you guys see anything, just like let us know. Right. I don't know. She saw a doctor just by walking in like that. Also, that that's unusual. I still think it's wild. She went to this doctor to to talk about this woman who's create uh, committed this heinous crime instead of going to oh I don't know the police where your husband's in custody. And plus, this doctor should have been like, "Hey, wait a minute! You fired me. Screw you. Mm -hmm. You you like fired you fired <laughs> me in your eighth month of pregnancy, and now you want me to help you." I wonder you? when she gets sick, does she go, does she go to the cops? <laughs> right? Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, um, so, uh, so, so meanwhile, we see, we see Anne and poor Anne, Anne is, Anne, you know what? I feel bad for Anne. Rose was right. Anne was not too bright because mm. next scene. <laughs> so so Anne so Anne sneaks downstairs, right? And she goes into her mother's purse. She finds bus tickets. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna take a bus. That's what I was thinking. I thought they were plane tickets. So I was like, with that, the ticket of I, bus. I thought it was a plane but, ticket. Where are they going? Florida. And I thought they were in Chicago and they're going to Florida. And no, yeah, I was like, uh oh. I thought if you're going to Pittsburgh to Florida. Oh, I thought it was a plane ticket at first, but then when I found out later it was a bus ticket, I didn't understand why she would need to take a bus <laughs> when she has a minivan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, and she That's drove right. the sense. minivan to the bus station. So even <sighs> if she's trying to like you know hide her breadcrumbs. Why would you leave your minivan at the I place have, where you're I then traveling somewhere else? I have to know where this movie takes, <laughs> takes place because I want to know where she was taking a bus. What's this called? Beware the Midwife? Yeah. yeah. And that was the nicest bus out. station I have ever seen. Right. That bus so, station so looked like the Guggenheim. It was so nice and it was very modern <laughs> and it was not a bus station in, in actuality. There's no way it was. So this, so this is why Anne was not too bright. So Anne, like, finally, like, she has her Tina Turner moment where Tina's not going to take it anymore, and she hits Ike. So the mom is yelling at Anne, and Anne, like, pushes her down. Yeah. But instead of running out of the house, she runs upstairs to get the baby. And it's like, Anne, you didn't knock your mother out. You didn't hit her in the head with anything. You didn't knock her unconscious. You just pushed her on the ground. Yeah, it was and, like she just mildly fell. It wasn't even anything super dangerous. And how do you think you're going to escape holding a baby? 
after you ran upstairs mm-hmm. without knocking your mother unconscious. So, so she's just downstairs waiting for you. But right. she's just coming down the stairs. With me. She wasn't even like in a grave hurry. She's like kind of just walking. Like, you know, she's trying not to drop the baby. So she's walking very slowly down the stairs. Right. right. It's like, and no, you run out of the house and you call the police. I was thinking about that's why it's good so, to wear shoes in the house because you know something like that happens you can run out and, you, and you're you're all set. Yeah. So so then Anne goes so then Anne walks downstairs with the baby. The mother's nowhere to be found because you didn't knock her out. You just pushed her down. So she's out yeah. like getting a concoction to like <laughs> mess you up. up. Yeah. And so so then Anne is standing with the baby and all of a sudden Rose comes out with a syringe and like gives her a shot in the neck. Like before that, uh, Anne's talking to herself. She pulls out the, the, the bus ticket. She's like, Florida. And you can hear, uh, hear Rose go, who's that? Right. And then Anne, just, <laughs> Anne goes and hides it in a chair. She in right. The sofa. Yeah. But that's where I wrote here my notes. I'm like, Anne, you're supposed to like hit her in the head. You're supposed to pick up a lamp and hit, and knock her in the head or something and knock her unconscious. I think, yeah. think Anne's had a tough time. I mean, if I'm Anne and I see that, my, my reaction wouldn't be Florida. My reaction would be like, the bus? Huh. <laughs> right. You're going to make it spread in the bus? <laughs> what are you doing? Where are we coming from? Pittsburgh, Chicago? I don't care what. This is the nightmare. Mom, you're a thief. You don't have more money than this? We're going to sit on a bus with a baby? Yeah, that was another thing, right, too. Exactly. Like, the thought of, like, not only is she going in the bus, but she's going in a bus from Pennsylvania or possibly somewhere even further to Florida on a bus with a baby. Right. Everybody in that bus is going to hate you. Bad planning. She'll get away with it. She'll be able to get away with it on that bus. So then we see Anne, and Anne wakes up, and Anne is tied up to, like, a post in the house. All right. Yeah, Uh, there's a hole in the house. Yeah. Like a uh, column. Like, just like Les always gives tips on how to snoop, I'm going to give a tip to uh, any any bad guy in a Lifetime movie from here on out. Don't tie people up with ropes. They always escape. It's 2021. Use a zip tie. That's yeah. all. Just use the yeah. zip tie. They won't be able to get away if you oh, use yeah. the zip tie. Because, yeah, Anne woke up and she untied herself. Yeah. And we know Anne's not too bright, and Anne untied herself. Yeah. So, oh, and then she calls, she, she calls Sarah. She goes into Rama's files. She calls Sarah. And then, um, meanwhile, uh, Rose is at the bus station. And um, we uh, then she runs into Kevin, right? Like Kevin catches her, but then she has a tire iron and she beats, Ke- she hits Kevin in the head. No, you know she hits him in the back. It looked like, yeah, and, but it knocks him out. Yeah, you get knocked out if you get hit in the back. I mean, uh, I, I mean, guess yeah. it knocks him down if doctor. nothing else to slow him down. Like I, uh, my back, but he was out. He was out. He's cold. out. Yeah. But again, like Anne, Anne calls. Well, first of all, she goes through uh, Rose's files because apparently Rose documents all of her illegal behavior. Goes through Rose's files, right. calls Sarah, <laughs> and so then uh, Sarah and Kevin go over to Rose's with no police. Right. Which which just right. goes to show you that nobody in these movies trusts the police. Right. 
And, and well, so then Sarah's running through the bus station with a baby and she sees a bunch of cops and she's like, she's trying to steal my baby. And instead of the cops stopping, stopping Rose and Sarah to say, hey, ladies, what's happening? They all turn their backs on Rose and let her run away and go get Sarah. Yeah. And they go off into this corridor, and it's like it, it's like a grand museum. What this bus station has this huge staircase, and this there's this big, beautiful open area where they have this fight over the baby. It was ridiculous. So then, so, but so then, um, Rose. But then Rose ends up having a gun. Yeah. And Sarah, at this point, is like, I have no Fs left. None. So I, I'm just going to kick your ass. And Sarah's just like, I'm just going to kick your ass. I'm done with you. I'm done. I've had it. And so, so she went and started fighting. She started fighting with, um, with Rose. Well, Rose Sarah got distracted fight. by the baby just long enough for Sarah to kind of jump her and kick the gun away. Right. Sarah could fight. Yeah. There's heads into the ground and like. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Sarah didn't have more. You know, they say like a, like a, like a mom, like a, like a superpower almost to, uh, you know, like if her baby's stuck under a bus, she'll get like so super stressed. She could lift up a bus. So I'm surprised she wasn't she did like superpowers to it. Uh, well, she did, you know, jump a woman who had a gun with she bullet. That, yeah. <laughs> well, Sarah definitely got. I mean, that strength is like passed along. The strength is definitely passed along to the baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, so I, they're still baby. I like so that after fighting. they, ha- yeah, they have their fight, and I like that about twenty minutes later, the cops, the 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 security at this gigantic bus station, who had just seen what happened out in the main area, they finally show up and they're like, "Oh, here they are." In this giant empty corridor. This is after Sarah has hit Rose in the head with a gun. Yeah. They're ruffling security. Yeah, Yeah, they're ruffling cops in these movies. Also ruffling security. Like the hospital security is lousy. The bus station security is lousy. Yeah, so you hit her in the head with a gun and it's like, see, Anne, that's what you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That's how you escape. That's how you knock someone out. So, So then we... So then we then go to one year later and they're having a birthday party Yeah, and the baby, the baby's like walking. The baby is like bigger. (laughs) Well, the the baby is wearing a, a Chicago bulls Jersey because the baby has joined the team because she's so, (laughs) she's so gigantic. The baby's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Baby smoking. (laughs) She's reading it. Yeah. And it was and it was like a little birthday party, and that was it. And I was like, "Damn it!" Because my favorite endings when they do the one year later is like the nurse then shows up in like so they're in Pittsburgh. So then Rose yeah. shows up in like L.A. and she's mm-hmm. like, "Hi, my name is Daisy." And she yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I love this too, where you find out that the bad guy is like still on the loose, still doing the same old crazy shit. Right, and she's and she meets a new family, and she's like, "Hello, I'm Daisy. Oh, look at you! You're pregnant." And then that, and then it ends. 
I still think it was Chicago. I think I saw the Sears Tower in this thing. I mean, it could have been. I'm looking at the Sears Tower, but I have to see that little that scene. And the license yeah. plates. Yeah, and Chicago's on the water as well. Is Pittsburgh on water? Yeah, Three River Stadium. I don't know. I didn't spend. I never spent time there. All right. Yeah, is yeah, it Pittsburgh the one, on the, on the, the old um, Ohio River? I believe. Oh, I see it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the Ohio River. Yeah. Hey, the Andy Warhol Museum is right outside of Pittsburgh. I'd like to go. That's there. where he's from. Mm-hmm. That's where Andy Warhol's from. Yeah. Huh. So, what'd you guys think of this movie? I liked well, it. I didn't love it. Right. Nah. Kurt, what'd you think? Uh, no, a lot of a lot of dumb stuff in this uh, medical in- inaccuracies. I just don't think I just don't think you could go in to see a doctor without making an appointment. Making an appointment that doesn't make right. any sense to me. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I, I feel like this movie tried to tread the line between being over the top. Like not so like a normal lifetime movie and trying to ground it too much. It's like do one or the other, but when you're in the middle, you're not satisfying anyone in the audience. Right, and because I thought it was okay, like it was okay. Yeah. It was like you know, I was I was I was entertained. It was like oh, it was okay. You know, I wasn't mad at it or anything because you know we all have movies that like make yeah. mad because yeah. they're so bad. It was it was it was no wrong. It was no wrong no. movie. It was no it was no right. <laughs> Look, our bar um, is high. When when you've got things like uh, the wrong neighbor and killer contractor, we're going to expect right. this thing to be wildly ridiculous. And this was not. It also wasn't it was wildly no, realistic. I know it was no psycho. It was no psycho person. Psycho we saw a movie recently that I thought was insulting to the audience, and I don't know if I felt insulted by it, but it was just you know. Was that the one about that? the uh, the cult or whatever that we Probably. watched a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. There, there was some movie that really bothered me, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think they knew they were making a dumb movie, I guess, when they made this. But you know, still. But the difference is, I mean, come on. The wrong movies are not Shakespeare, but why we love them so much is they they know what they are and they just lean into it, mm-hmm. and and it's thoroughly entertaining. Obviously, they it, it's a fran it's it's a franchise actually yeah, pretty much. So yeah. you know they know what they're doing. They're just like you know what we're just gonna go. We know it's dumb, so we're just gonna out dumb ourselves. Well, and it's brilliant. Well, yeah, yeah. Anywho, if you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook at Kirkendall Barrett Presentations. And Kirkendall is spelled K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L. Or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. Jason. Uh, first of all, if you are obviously you are listening to us, so we would love if you would leave us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on, because uh, the more uh, good reviews we get, the more people can find us, the more people can find us, the more people listen, the more people listen, the better the shows get. I'm just saying. Uh, so please yes. do that. Uh, you can find us all on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter 
at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Hello. I have KurtFitzpatrick.com. That's Kurt with a K. And there should be links to all kinds of stuff on there. I got the Kurt Fitzpatrick made it this far holiday special, which is somewhere. I've got my campus Mercius uh, TV pilot available to watch. So lots of, lots of things to see. And um, I actually have a, a couple of, I have two other podcasts. If you're interested, if you are a fan of reality shows, I have a podcast called the reality reading rainbow where I read books written by reality stars and I also do interviews. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately. Um, and then I also have a soap opera podcast called Less Loves Soaps. And I talk about your favorite soaps in the United States and the United Kingdom. Anything else? No, I think that's it. I got nothing. Okay, just remember, if you're going to escape... Don't run up the stairs. You run down the stairs and through the door. Bye. 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 And if you're going to talk crap about someone in your own home, make sure you turn the faucet on. And don't forget to use zip ties. Right. All valuable advice. <laughs>